0: This is Creative Escape Podcast, a place where we talk about leisure, creativity, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and we hope you enjoy. On this week's episode, we were joined by Georgia Bridgers. We were pre-recorded this episode a few months ago, so this is still co-hosted by Mari. We were joined by YouTuber, podcaster, activist, and comedian Georgia Bridgers. Georgia started her YouTube channel in 2016, where she documented her life as an aspiring model. However, she has transitioned into showing her lifestyle and more educational videos, especially pertaining to LGBTQ. We are honored to have her as a guest and can't wait to talk more about her experiences as a content creator.
1: Hi, Georgia. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. I'm excited to be on your podcast. We're We're so excited excited to have you here. (laughs) Very, very excited because
0: we have been fans of your YouTube channel and your social media for a very long time. Thank you. (laughs) So first of all, would you like to give us a
1: brief introduction about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So I'm Georgia Bridgers. I am freshly 23 years old. You know, it's kind of funny whenever people ask me to give an an introduction about myself, I'm like, what is it that I do? Sometimes (laughs) I don't even know, but I definitely fall under the scope of being a content creator, an LGBTQ content creator. Um, I'm on YouTube. I try and be on as much social media platforms as I can without disturbing mental health. Um, But I just love to create to spread love, light, uh, happiness, joy, and just everything that falls under the sun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that you completely do spread love. Like I can feel it when I watch your videos, yeah, <laughs> it's a really Aww. corny thing to say, Thank but it's true.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm I'm on the right track. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first question is: Was what is slash are your creative escapes? That's such a good question. I feel like it really depends on my mood or what exactly is going on in my life. Um, it could be a day where my best creative escape is to go on a walk and listen to music, or like very, have a, you know, an intense like self-reflection journaling moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that most of my creativity comes to me when I don't force it. So I try not to put too much pressure on myself, even though it's hard, of course, in the world where, of social media, where everyone can be a creator. Um, But I would say mainly nature, is how i refuel to find like my best purposes um in creativity
0: Mm -hmm. and for example when i go outside even though i would consider myself an indoor person um when i go outside it's like refreshing yeah um, to your mind and like change of totally
1: totally i'm not very outdoorsy either (laughs) i'm always either like on my computer or phone doing something so when i just outside it's like whoa, cool. Forgot this was (laughs) here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, What is your definition of creativity and what has helped you shape this definition?
1: That's such a good question. I would say my definition of creativity is just the purest free flow of my mind Mm -hmm. and the love that spills out and the the happiness that spills out for me, being creative is showing my heart. So showing my heart and allowing other people to bask in it as well. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what was the second part of that question? My definition Mm -hmm. of creativity? And what has helped you shape this definition? Ooh, what has helped me shape? I think what helped me shape it was the times when I would just try and force creativity. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel myself coming through in my projects. Um, When I first started my YouTube, I was kind of in a little bit of a dark space. It was pretty difficult, you know, freshly coming out and I had a lot of things going on with school and friend groups and whatnot. So I thought that I just had to be happy go lucky all the time. And not show my true heart. And that in turn was not me showing my creativity and showing what I really did want to put out on the internet which was me and Mm -hmm. showing people that you can be who you are without any like ulterior motives. Yes, exactly so from moments of me faking happiness and not being myself showed me that you know my truest form of creativity is me being me whether that's a good day or a bad day just being wholly truthful in that process
0: yeah and on our podcast we frequently talk about how creativity and self-expression are really connected and when you find that like Self-expression, um, like how wh- how to self-express in the best way, is when you really become creative. That's what we. Think yes,
1: exactly. You know, you're not creative if you're not being yourself, mm-hmm. or at least yeah. not knowing who you are at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. Um, as a full-time content creator, how do you maintain inspiration and passion?
1: It's hard. It's <laughs> definitely hard sometimes. You know, I actually haven't posted on YouTube. I posted like one video in almost two months because I was not feeling inspired and I was not feeling creative. And I think understanding that like breaks are okay is what has helped me actually stay inspired to know that like I can take a step back and get to know myself again and like reevaluate what I want to put out in my content Uh, the feelings I want other people to feel, the feelings I want to feel while creating too. Um, And just reminding myself that it's okay to stop. There's so much pressure because, you know, you feel like if you don't post one week, that means maybe your followers won't come back or someone else is getting the views, but comparison kills. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I find my inspiration by, looking up to others as opposed to comparing myself to them and allowing myself to feel everything that I need to feel at any given moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those that is a very wise message because um, like we are we wouldn't consider ourselves like full-time content creators, but we do um, post this podcast. So it, it becomes hard to like um, think about a topic that you would be really, interested in talking about or um, that the conversation would flow amongst us so yeah I can understand why taking a break is really important yeah yeah Um, do you ever feel pressured to keep up with a certain level of creative content if yes how do you manage these situations
1: I definitely definitely do feel levels of pressure to keep up because social media can be so cutthroat That if you are not in the minds of everyone, because we are all getting so much content every day, it's easy to forget about some of your favorite content creators, you know, like half of the content creators that I followed in high school and I'm still subscribed to every once in a while, like one of their videos will pop up and I'll be like, who is this? Why, why am I subscribed to them? And then I'll be like, yeah, that kind of scares me because I'm like, oh my God, are people thinking (laughs) like this about me, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a pressure to like constantly put out content, but I think that can directly relate to burnout, which is something that I am kind of currently experiencing slash did experience where you give so much and it doesn't feel quite like yourself that you just like stop altogether. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's
1: not what I wanted to do. But again, I knew that I needed to take a break and like come back together and like collect my own personal feelings. But yeah, there's so much pressure. And I think, you know, like I mentioned previously, because I took a step back and was like, this is not healthy. This is not good for you. Like you want to be a content creator and be creative in a creative space because you love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So when that love disappears, that's when you kind of, I'm, or I kind of need to be like, Whoa, okay. Okay. Like let's figure this out and find that love again. So it's also of course, in the relation to comparison. So I've just been trying to stop caring what <laughs> other people are doing, you know, and just focus on myself. So that way I can I don't know, just do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a big believer in whatever will be, will be. So hopefully everything (laughs) will align perfectly.
0: Yeah, and for example, with YouTube, that the, or like every social media um, place, you have to be constantly evolving and going with the trends if you wanna say quote unquote relevant. And I think that's such a hard part of being like an influencer or a content creator. Um, So I like I conclude from not having much experience on it, but like seeing people on these platforms, that when you stick to to what you really like to create, you're going to have a small or uh, like a small audience that is going to stick with you all the time, and I think that at the end of the day, we also pay, pay a lot of attention to numbers or to statistics, mm-hmm. and that's not really what matters. But like what your happiness, like your
1: happiness, it's what matters. Um, yes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And it's so funny because I even feel like a lot because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok has totally changed the game of the creative space because it is like so easy, you know, compared to YouTube, is what I compare it to, to go like insanely viral yeah. and gain millions upon millions of followers. Um, but it is that like constant, constant push out of content and even in the short form because the content is so short it's like you have to grab someone's attention within three seconds or you're done yeah. so yeah it's really easy to get caught up in those numbers and be worried about all the analytics of things mm-hmm. when really you know it's like you're forgetting why you joined a creative space yeah, yeah. Way. so I'm trying to like rein it back um but you know all in a day's work. Yeah, and another thing, I like. Sorry that I, I'm,
0: I'm getting like. Let's offended. do it. Let's go. <laughs> Is that when you become like a full-time creator, um, and you begin begin to get monetized? That's when numbers matter. So it's mm-hmm. just like this balance of, like keeping your, like paying your bills.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and still being creative and having, um, like, passion for what you're doing. So. Yeah, I think it can
1: be really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely resonate that, especially, you know, those people who do follow their dreams of being a content creator full-time. That literally is like at the end of the day, your rent being paid and like mm-hmm. food on the table. So the pressures can come about and seem very like a lot of things are on the line because they are, but I would just rather be happy you know so that's what I try and focus on at the end of the day as well when I feel those pressures building up I'm like calm down Mm -hmm. calm down like you're okay you know how to do this you know you got this (laughs) breathe
2: yeah yeah it's important because I think no one joins social media thinking that they're gonna become like famous Mm -hmm. and that they're gonna like be able to live off like Mm -hmm. social media so it's just important to like remember like the idea and where you started and why you actually want to be on social media.
1: Exactly. I think it's a very humbling moment to look back and remember the beginning. You know, I, I think it's important to live in the present, but when the present can sometimes seem too mind boggling, you know, even sometimes when I feel stressed, I go back and watch my own old, old, old YouTube videos before <laughs> I got bigger and I'm like, look at her. Like she has so much confidence and she only has like a couple hundred subscribers. I love her. I want to be her. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to look back on that too.
0: And connecting it to what we were talking about, how has social media helped you grow as a person? Have your creative, is creative skills improved while doing this as a job?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's helped me grow in the sense of like, In my creative skills, it's helped me grow emotionally because it has shown me how to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, and how to put everything out on the line for strangers and then be met with love, which then makes it easier for me to be vulnerable in my everyday life. Like I love to overshare. No, I think I just like, I wish I was like kind of cooler and like chill, but no, like someone could ask me about like my biggest trauma and I'd be like, oh, let me tell you about everything that happened, you know? So, cause I think vulnerability is one of the greatest things that you can do in your life to succeed and grow and know yourself and know others, make friendships, other relationships. Um, so I would say being vulnerable and like being my true self is I am who I am because of YouTube and because I had this creative space to get to just be me without any judgment. I mean, of course there is judgment of trolls, but I don't really care about them. (laughs) And then literally because of my skills, you know, when I started YouTube back in 2016, there wasn't really, it, it wasn't as big as it is today Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: so I had to teach myself all of the editing and the audio and whatnot and then ultimately it is funny because I did end up going to college and changing my major so I could learn truly everything about video and audio editing but um, YouTube is such a niche um, style of creativity, Mm. like editing is so different than like movies or TV shows or this, that and the other, you know, Mm. um, the stereotypical rules that apply to filmmaking and whatnot kind of goes out the door with YouTube. If you're doing, you know, if you're not doing a short or, you know, other series, but you know, like jump cuts are fine. And I think there's just so much room for creative expression in YouTube and just social media in general as far as the editing process goes. So I would say that through trial and error and also watching other amazing YouTubers and like trying to learn their style and heck even using YouTube as a tutorial to learn how to do other (laughs) stuff for YouTube like talk about like (laughs) literally I'm like how to edit YouTube videos on YouTube um (laughs) But yeah, there's just so much room for self-growth because you can do anything and no one can tell you that you can't. So I like that. I think it's fun for the creative mind.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, You have openly talked about your struggles with mental health and accepting yourself for who you are. Did your creative outlets help you get through
1: these tough times? Definitely, definitely did. I would say at first um, it hindered me Because as I talked about earlier, I thought that because I was so happy-go-lucky on my YouTube channel, that even when I was depressed or was going through some kind of mental health situation, I still had to be this crazy, happy girl who just Mm -hmm. only spread love and sunshine. And what that ended up happening was me just putting out content that wasn't the real me. I wasn't proud of what I was doing. Um, and it affected my daily life too, because I felt like I was living these two different lives when people would come up to me and be like, thank you so much. Like you have like changed my life. And I'd be like, how can I do this? If I'm not even happy with myself, so I felt like a fraud, which was just like adding fire to fire. And once I finally just dropped that facade of, Hey, guess what? Not everything is always okay, and it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to cry and to just have. was my girlfriend walking in the background? <laughs> and just have those experiences and being vulnerable about them
0: mm-hmm.
1: that brought me to the next level because people were like, "Thank you so much for saying this," you know, because it's true. Um, you think people's lives on social media are picture perfect and amazing and that in turn makes you feel horrible about your life because you're like well how come they're like this and I'm like this yeah and you just end up spiraling so I would say because I because I cried on YouTube is the reason that I am much more comfortable in my creative outlets and in my mental health in general
0: Mm mm-hmm and connecting to what you're saying, um, I was watching one of your videos where you mentioned that um, you, you think that the standard is like connecting it to L- LGBTQ, but we can also like expand that definition that the standard is to have no standards anymore. Um, and I think that um, this is partly due to social media, but at the same time, um, people want to see, like before in social media, I would say 2014, um, you just saw these, creators that were always happy um and you connected to them at a certain level but when people started opening more um opening up about their feelings and what you're saying um crying on youtube or for example um telling a story of how their husband cheated on them um that really connects to, with people on a deeper level and with people who have been through similar situations i think that it's. A really like a beautiful thing that social media has created and has allowed to happen so you think that um do you think that's like what you like I was saying the standard is to have no standard is due to resources such as social media or what else would you say
1: um, yeah no, that's a really like good a question. yeah it's hard because I can like see it going both ways um You know, the standard is no standard, which I love. And a lot of people are coming into that. And that's what I try to preach. But it's also hard because sometimes social media is the standard, you know, and I feel like people are missing whole like points of life because the standard is to have crazy makeup and like contour and whatnot at you know, whatever age, you know what, I love makeup. I tell people like, do whatever you want, but I feel like there's this added pressure of being perfect, whatever perfect means because of social media. But then we're also seeing it in like, you know, accounts that call out people for using like body shaping filters or X, Y, Z. And I think filters are another problematic thing in and of itself. Yeah. Of course I use them. Of course I love them. It's horrible, (laughs) but, um, it's like, I think because people are starting to realize that being yourself is the only thing that you can do at the end of the day and being unapologetically yourself, it's just like, it's like opening third eyes, you know, it is letting people feel such a deeper connection. People are realizing that social media is not just for entertainment purposes, but also Mm -hmm. like a therapeutic purpose or just anything that you need in that specific, there goes my dog walking by (laughs) in that specific time. Um, and I think because people are becoming more aware, whether it's like, out out outworldly situations going on and like I'm loving how like social media is becoming like the number one place for like fighting for what you think is right Mm -hmm. um I think because of that because like the real world is being shown more on social media as opposed to just the influencers who have perfect lives Mm -hmm. which no one has a perfect life Um, I think that is kind of showing that like, there's no standard, there's no ABC formula, you know, even just in the latest sports illustrated, um, fashion show, this Pat's, I don't know when it was, I saw it on Twitter, but like showing different body types, more diversity and whatnot. It's like, because of social media, social media is putting the pressure on the world to have those standards. So I really like that. And it's hard because sometimes social media does come around to like bite you back in the butt and be like, oh, but don't forget you need to be size, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, that's fake. That's so fake. It's a filter or it's edited. Um, You're perfect just the way you are. If you want to change something about yourself, do it. But uh, don't do it because social media told you to, you know? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like reflecting real world like there are people who appear to be perfect um but at the same time the like majority of people are real and that's how you get to make connections with
1: others (laughs) exactly exactly you form the deepest connections when you choose to be yourself Mm -hmm. and i think that's so important
2: yeah definitely is um so you are a truly creative person uh, and this then this is reflected in your YouTube videos, TikToks, and even sponsored segments. How did you discover your creative ni- niche? Oh,
1: good question. My creative niche. I think it just like, you know, as far as like being part of the LGBTQ community, because that was my creative niche for a very long time. And it still is not as in depth as it was because I've come into myself so much more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Um, I helped people the way I was supposed to help them at that time. And now I'm just gonna continue doing me. But um, again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but being <laughs> myself, being myself is what brought me into my creative niche. And just unapologetically saying what I felt like I had to feel, um, whether it's you know promoting a product or talking about coming out to your family. Um, I want to do everything with like careful thought and love at the forefront, but just realness in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, what you see is what you get. You know, I don't want someone to ever be like, I love George's YouTube channel and then meet me in person and be like, you are nothing like your videos. <laughs> you know, I just want to try and be like, hey, Same person right here. Uh, Hopefully that's translating right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it is, it is.
1: Okay, thank God. (laughs) Like this fake girl, no. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm just like being me at the end of the day. That's all I can do. That's all I know how to do. And I think that is just the forefront of my creative parade. Mm -hmm. And at the same time,
0: when we were writing this question, I actually thought of how with one of her guests and who's also like a close friend, she was saying that there's no really like, she's a podcaster. There's not like a niche for someone because at the, at the end of the day, you're much more than just one thing. So exactly. for example, that she, she wanted her podcast to be lifestyle because like that's her lifestyle. So that was her label on the podcast. Yeah, so I think that's yeah, it, it's like what you're saying that your niche is to be yourself, which is at the same time, like, ironically, not a niche because it's yes. a lot
1: of things. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, you know, it's interesting because when you start a podcast or you start something, there's always a little question box that's like, okay, like, well, what category are you? in? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what if I'm in a different category next month, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like to think of my life as seasons of like a TV show, a reality TV show, a popular one,
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Netflix top 10, maybe. But like, you know, season one, so long ago, like I've changed so much from now, like season three or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, For the longest time, I tried to keep myself in a bubble and it was making me unhappy in my creativity. And I think one of the most beautiful things you can do is just, Watch your creativity grow and change as you grow and change as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, How do you maintain your content directed to your initial goal or idea while also branching out to explore
1: new topics? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's also, again, just like Mm -hmm. self-reflection. Whatever, if I'm sitting down for a video and if, if, if it's a heavy hitter, like if I'm talking about like religion and homophobia and whatnot. I wanna make sure that I've done my research, that I've like sat with my thoughts. I don't like any of my videos to be scripted unless I'm literally performing a sketch. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like I want just, I feel like I will know what to say when the time is right. Um, and I will be prepared to just give the right, words at the right time. Um, growing into new content, it's also a self-reflection, you know, like what is my next big step? Um, it's not like you can just, well, sometimes you can just jump off into the deep end and see if you can swim, but I prefer to be a little more prepared because I get nervous about things like that. But, um, just sitting with myself, Recognizing what makes me comfortable, what makes me uncomfortable, wondering why things make me uncomfortable and understanding if I can like channel that into a creative space to like, I don't know, spread happiness or Mm -hmm. education or whatever is needed. Um, Yeah, it's such a personal thing that I feel like my answer could change tomorrow, depending on how I feel, you know, so just staying in tune with myself is how I maintain my goals and try and pursue other topics
0: yeah and for example what comes across when I'm watching your videos is that although you do many of your videos like with a comedic tone yeah. um, you also get a lot of important messages across for example your video of um, talking to your closet itself um, yeah like that video was so funny yeah, like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that video was really funny but at the same time, it was like a like watching someone's diary um, yeah. of like self, like evolving as a person. So I think it's just like a weir- a really beautiful way of portraying, um, yeah, like creativity and um, yeah, just, just like getting messages across through a really relatable
1: and entertaining way. I think that's how I would summarize your-, your- Thank you. I feel like that's the best way to do it. You know, I love- laughter and i love making other people laugh Mm -hmm. um so i feel like the best way to get a good point across without sounding like you're preaching or whatever and you know i i also try and make videos like that a lot for people that are not in the lgbtq community so that they can have a better understanding of like i feel like it's easier to grasp onto things when you might be a little scared of them if it's funny Yeah. so (laughs) I just like to try and think of the ease of it all. But also, of course, you know, sharing, hey, this is a serious topic, but it doesn't always have to be met with tears and fear. It can be met with happiness and difficult conversations, but a laugh at the end of the day. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's great. (laughs) Finally, what advice would you give to give to anyone that wants to pursue social media as a career? What has helped you during your experience
1: experience with it? Once again, this is that broken record, but be yourself. You know, if you're not yourself, you won't be, you won't find your right purpose. You won't find like what you need to do to be on social media and also like never give up. I know it sounds so cliche, but like, seriously, I was doing YouTube for two and a half years with, you know, I had about 6,000 subscribers, which I was really proud of for myself from starting from the ground up, but like I could have I quit and I could have not made the video with my mom that went viral. Um, there were so <laughs> many times when I was like, why am I doing this? Like who's watching this? I'm putting so much work, you know, and not seeing any rewards. But if you believe in yourself and if you be yourself and if you just keep going, you will find your higher greater purpose and you will be met with you know rainbows in the sky or whatever that comes your way. <laughs> um, it's hard but don't stop. just keep going.
0: Yeah and I feel like that really resonates with us um, because hearing it from you who's like a more experienced creator, we have actually this summer been been like pre-recording for our upcoming season of the podcast so it's like sometimes it's hard to to we have like 60 followers on Instagram Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's hard to to feel like you're doing it like with a purpose because it's like no one's listening (laughs) or things like that so you feel like it's just you talking into like a void and no one's even Mm -hmm. like paying attention to you but at the Mm -hmm. same time we started this podcast with the intention of doing it for us mostly like as our creative escape so I think that's like that message is something that is just reaffirming what we are
1: trying to to like tell, our, tell ourselves, yeah. <laughs> right, no, seriously, half the YouTube videos I make is just like reminders for myself. You yeah. know, I feel like if your heart is in it, then you are doing something with purpose and no amount of followers or people Will ultimately change that. You know, I thought that like once I got however many followers on YouTube, like I would be happy. And then I was the most depressed I had ever been in my life, you know? So as long as you just like do what makes you happy and wholeheartedly, again, unapologetically be yourself, there's nothing that can rain on your parade.
0: yeah thank you so much for being um with us today georgia we really enjoyed this conversation
1: this was so much fun you both are so sweet and now i'm like i feel even more creative i'm ready to like (laughs) start let's go (laughs) thank you so much for
0: being Um, here and yeah we truly appreciate it we really admire you and we hope to see you again
1: Thank you. I admire you. You both are so young and like doing a <laughs> damn thing. Keep going. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed and that you had fun listening to this episode. I also wanted to tell you that we have social media accounts that you can follow us on. Um, our Twitter account is Creative Escape underscore P, our Instagram is at Creative Escape Podcast. And you can also contact us through email at creativescapepodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.